We are now in the last paragraph, uh, chapter 14, of, uh, on the subject of saving faith. It's just like wrapping everything up for us in this uh, chapter. And uh, I, I trust that I won't spend too much time so you can also contribute and ask questions on saving faith. I was tempted to move to chapter uh, uh, 15 on repentance and faith, but it's, let, let it suffice. I don't want to put too much on you that you can bear uh, or bite more that you can chew. Uh, let's take this uh, bit size of theology tonight. Theology matters. You know, we, we, are, we have been in the, in the training for the past two days, and we that are from this church, we're like combating other groups from other churches. Because we felt, particularly yesterday, that it seems as if the people, as if theology or religion, that they use, they, of course, they are not saying it's useless. But the way you mention theology in some context, and it looks like, come on, come on. Theology matters. It matters what you believe. And, and the person that was diminishing theology, and as the person began to preach and teach, Andrew was not far from me. Andrew kept saying, that is theology. <laughs> like when you are saying, because at one point, we are using some little manual, and then there's a place in the hand of Jesus. And, and the man said, those who are saved are safe in the hand of Jesus. And Christ will never let go. And Andrew Nancy, that is the eternal security there. And then you must have to explain what that means. In fact, it was Arshus so Proud that said, the moment you open your mouth and say, Jesus is Lord, you have opened kind of worms of theology. Who is Jesus? And you must explain who is Jesus, isn't it? Why is he from Jerusalem? Why is he uh, a Jew and not uh, a black man? He must be a Jew, necessarily. And then you are getting back to the prophets, to his ancestry. And then you finish that, and then you are done with the identity of Jesus. That can take you a whole year to, to pick out what it means that this man is Jesus, fully God, and before you could, you can even, he's fully God, fully man. But what do you mean by he's fully God and fully man? Theology. And then once you are done with that, uh, before, you, before you move forward, another issue will come up. Or if he's fully God and fully man, how does these two nature cohere in one person? And then you are talking of issues that have to do with uh, one person, two natures, two centers of consciousness, but not of self-consciousness. And then you must unpack. And then, if you're a good theologian, you want to look at the idea of Jesus is Lord, Jesu Kyrie. And what does it mean to be Lord? And then, you, you, if you are good enough, start going back to the, to the to church history, even, even to, down to Roman government, Caesar, curious, and then, and then bring it down to the lordship of Jesus, how it works practically in our lives. You know, theology matters. Theology matters. I was driving this afternoon home, and on Nigeria Info uh, 95.1 FM, the commentator today was Jide Ojo, and he was, and he said, and he took time to address. I was ashamed today. That just a normal person, a, a random political commentator, is now addressing pastors. You know how so, sometimes some of you say, why bother about other pastors out there? You know what happened? Whatever any pastor do out there, it affects who? All of us. That's it, you see. But the issue of prophecy about the inauguration yesterday, uh, unbelievers think all of us were unanimous in that prophecy that yesterday will not happen. Now that it had happened, in fact, there's one guy that was even clear. It should be Prophet Faye, the one that they are looking for for rape now. He said, he said, listen to me. 
I'm speaking not just as a prophet by way of gifting, I'm speaking from my office as a prophet. You know, there's this idea now around that Oshia can have a gift of prophecy but don't have the office of a prophet. So the thing just come upon him once in a while, talk to Jacob, talk to Damilare. But we that are office, <laughs> that are prophets, we sit in our office. What that means is that the dispensation of prophecy from the office of a prophecy carries like 100% accuracy. So if they really want to hoodwink you, they use these words. Of course, these terms are useless. There's not like prophetic gift and prophetic office, okay? So I'm speaking from our office of a prophet that Tinebu will come to Eagle Square and is about to swear in army will arrest him. Was he arrested yesterday? Theology matters. And then that's where I'm going. Gideon Juna comment like this and said, that even though it says it's possible that God was speaking to that man, it's just that the man that sometimes as Christians, as pastors, it's our pastors. Anytime God speaks to you, you should be wise how you say something about that. You can keep it to yourself because that's the line. God can change his mind. That God spoke to you actually, and then you come here and speak to the congregation, and tomorrow, God for your hand. And this happened this afternoon. I have like one, two, three, four, five pastors of all the denomination in my car. And if every one of them agree with him that God can change his mind. I just say no. And they say, Pastor, what is that? I say, this blasphemy. See, they say it's not blasphemy. And, and the man on the radio now said, the, the issue of Balaam. And I said, Balaam, okay. That the, how God was changing his mind about Balaam. I said, Balaam. In fact, it was in Balaam that God spoke, that God is not a man that you should lie, nor a son of man. Is that Balaam and Balak issue? And then the guys in the canon said, I hope they are listening to you. I don't care now. He said, they said, Hezekiah issue, Jonah issue, and then they gave some few examples where God changes mind. How many of you are in this hall that believes that God does change his mind? So God said, Osas, go and tell my people that rain will fall on Joshua's wedding. And then I say, hey, hey, thus says the Lord that on Joshua's wedding, I'm not picking as a minor prophet. You know, another word again. Eh? These people, they call them a major prophet. <laughs> major one. And then, the Jewish canopy and everything, and then it was sunlight. And then my explanation would be that actually, maybe God was angry that what he told me. You know, this, 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 this is where this is going now. Actually, God told Damilari this election thing, and Damilari didn't hear the last part. Maybe God told him, don't tell anybody. And then he now went and told everybody. And God said, ah, and God is angry. I said, okay, I follow your hand. Are you understand? Are you following the issue now? Theology matters, isn't it? You can laugh. Because somehow our eyes are beginning to open small, small. But get, tell me, let me be frank. A lot, majority of our Christian peers are in these denominations that believe God can change his mind, uh, well, no prophet is perfect. Uh, uh, another guy said, uh, this, I'm talking about people that I know, one guy now said, uh, most prophecy does not happen in people's lifetime. That when Isaiah prophesied that the Messiah was going to be born, did it happen in, in Isaiah time? Did it happen in Isaiah time? Maybe people at that time thought Isaiah was a false uh, prophet. I mean, what, what is the connection between Isaiah time and this one? This one says, this one we have May 29. Isaiah one does not have uh, dates. We are talking of dates, May 29. Theology matters. So anytime you are in a church like this, or any church you find yourself, how do you get pastors? Now, I cannot call on, on that radio today and say, hello, I'm not part of those group. Is that, is that, no, I'm, I'm inside. It's called the doctrine of collective responsibility. So it, when, I, when I talk about other guys out there, I'm not gossiping and I'm not slandering them. 
Whatever I say that Sir Man say, you can verify on, on YouTube. Whatever I say that Oropo say, or this guy say, you can, it's something that all of us have seen. In fact, most of them I see it as you are watching it on your own page. Theology matters. It matters you come for Bible study and learn and ask Christians. So when your pastor is moving from one, and the Lord told me, you know, Ibu, in the sense, there's one word that Ibu is, is it Shire? Is it, is it Shire? Like, calm down. How do you say in Ibu language? Yes, Shire. Yes, Shire. Calm down, calm down, calm down. So, sorry, as we were talking today, and you were saying, look at Oyakilumi, who's prophesied that class will come back. He said the COVID issue, in fact, during the COVID, he said COVID was a 666, no? He was giving analysis of the relationship between COVID and second coming. And many people were eating that thing. Now he said now that Max, how many years he gave Max mom? Ten. Ten. He says between <laughs> who, who said that? <laughs> so, sir, don't carry down in your car. He's following some people. Yeah? He said he said maybe five, seven. He said Max ten. Now so bad with the walk. He said five, six. <laughs> maybe he's saying. Let me just say it by the next thing is I'm even dead to say I'm God. <laughs> but I mean, I mean. Okay, what if Jesus even come in the next three years? Would that validate him? It won't. Even if Jesus happened to come back in seven years, that seven years he says, that would make him a prophet either. Okay? Okay? Because theology matters. So it's not enough to say something that, is, that, is, that seems correct. If it's not biblical, if it's not clear, cogent, verifiable, convincing, there's no coherence, it's wrong. Throw it away. It's not for your benefit. Amen. Saving faith. Paragraph 3. Sorry, if you don't have the, if you don't have 689, I have. I have. I'm selling. Yes, and uh, for the error. Don't show me. Say it. I'm. I'm kidding. It just during APC we bought. I bought like ten copies of Snitty Nine. It's the error on at the back. So for any amount donations, <laughs> I'm still not giving it for free. <laughs> for any amount, you can have one. Okay. It's good to have your copy so you can, you can just make some notes and then keep yourself. Paragraph 3. This faith, this faith that we've been speaking about, although it be different in degrees and may be weak or strong, yet it is in the least degree of it different in the kind of nature of it. It is all as, 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 is all other saving grace from the faith and common grace of temporary believers. And therefore, though it may be many times assailed and weakened, yet it gets the victory. Growing up in many, growing up in many to the attainment of a full assurance through Christ, who is both the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. Let's unpack this. We've, we've given an elaboration on saving faith, the definition, the nature of saving faith. Last week, we even bring up, uh, do some di di uh, the kinds of faith, about four different kinds of faith. Mention them. One is saving faith, number two. Temporary faith, then historic faith, and gift of faith, miracle, yeah, professor. So the, the framer of this confession, uh, they're trying to bring comfort to us. And he's saying, saving faith differs in degrees, and it can be weak or strong. And let's read the scripture to support that, then I will explain. Matthew 6, verse 30. Matthew 8, verse 10. 
a lot of scripture from Matthew, but Hebrews 5, verse 13 to 14, and Romans 4, verse 19 to 20. Quick readers, Matthew 6, verse 30. It's about, is it all you need to faith? Matthew 6, verse 30. Quickly, anyone? Wherefore? Tomorrow is cast into the oven. Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Okay, little faith, yeah. That's that's what that's what uh, they want to highlight, little faith. The chapter eight of Matthew verse ten. You say there has not found such faith in Israel. Turn to Hebrews chapter five, verse thirteen to fourteen. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13 to 14. Mm -hmm. Then Romans chapter 4, verse 19 to 20. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, when he was about an hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So last week we... we, we we did explain that this faith can increase, isn't it? Through the use of, uh, the due use of means of grace. You can build your faith up. So, the confession is saying that there's something called weak faith. But let me put a caveat. We've repeated here again and again that there's something, like, there's something called carnal Christian. Okay? So, you have, I don't want to misunderstood the idea of carnal Christian and the uh, weak faith uh, young Christian, I don't know, don't, don't model them up. You're either a Christian or you are not. There's no in-between. You are a Christian or you're not a Christian. You are human or you're not human. So the idea here is that this saving faith in some persons can be strong, varies in degrees. And this needs qualification because it is not the weakness or the degrees that you are referring to here. It's not so much about the saving faith in and of itself being weak. The gift of God is not like, it's not that saving faith is like a person. And then some persons are tall, short, weak, strong, have sickle cell, don't have sickle cell. And then God, that's okay. Because I like uh, Brother Eliezer, I gave him 6.7 foot tall saving faith. And then because I, uh, this man has not confessed his sin enough, let's give him some weak faith. No, faith is faith. Saving faith is saving faith. And I think what our fathers are referring to, it has to do with the, the operation of saving faith in the life of individual Christians as it relates to their diverse personalities. For instance, if there's an event in this hall now that requires tear and crying, there are some persons here that no matter what happens, to get tears to come out of their eyes requires prayer. But there are some of us, anything can make us cry. If that is kissing his wife now, you're crying, oh no! Just come on there. People are kissing themselves in the church. In the church, yes. Your husband and wife, yeah. Oh, goodness me. Good people, you know? Oh, on a wedding day, somebody says something to his wife, you're crying. <laughs> a person just died. You don't even know who died. <laughs> you're crying. But there are some persons, even if 10 people die, and I say, oh, goodness. Hmm. Mm hmm. Like that. So we have different personalities. Same way with when a person comes to faith, God does not evacuate out of you your personality, the, the way you were made. 
with your various temperaments. So how faith works, like, there are some, within two, three, four days, they, are, they have picked things up, and some are slow. But nevertheless, faith is faith. That's what the confession is saying. You may, some of you will come to say, Pastor, I'm not growing. Yes, it's possible to be a Christian and still a baby Christian, unskilled, not growing fast as you ought to grow. It's not the fault of the faith. It is that your makeup, your circumstances, the, the, where you were before God picked you, the baggages and all those things are the reasons why you are not growing as you ought to grow in your own mind. But what the confession is saying is that an implantation happened and you are saved. There's a living faith inside you. Saving faith is a living faith. Might be weak, small, like mustard seed, but it's there. Okay. And they quickly make a distinction between this saving faith in the life of believers, though weak, with those who are not Christian, but they have they, they display virtue by the reason of common grace. Common grace and temporary faith. Like what we looked at last week. Okay. Those who have temporary faith will not last. Over time, they will snap out. They won't end up as Christian. Those who have weak faith, the Bible says sometimes there's the back and forth, like one step, one step forward, uh, two step backward, but there's always a movement. Okay? It might be like snail speed, but there's a movement. You know? There's this whiskey, there's this uh, advert label on this whiskey, is it Johnny Walker? So keep on, uh, so there's this steadiness, but might be like a snail, oh, but there's, there's a keep on working with them. They always get back. And over time, they will survive. There will be a stead, after a while, they will pick up. And sometimes those who grow very slowly, when they pick up, like, vroom, and then, yeah. And then it will be evident that actually they were saved. Okay? So I don't want to read the scripture that talks about temporary believers because I've dealt with that uh, sufficiently. Uh, is, uh, yeah. Okay. So that you don't take it, because when you're talking about saving faces last week, maybe I'm not even saved, and then you go home and start struggling with assurance. But there's something called assurance. And some of us that are strong in faith can also look, also look down on those who are not strong in faith and, and judge them not to be saved. That's what this confession wants to cure. That people can be saved, but their growth is not too strong. But nevertheless, saving faith is saving faith, weak or strong. And it will be evident because ultimately it will triumph. Any question? Or any point of clarification? Yes, Osas. That's microphone. Uh, it's concerning what you said about the saving faith. I'm still not really clear about you saying that since um, from the paragraph three, saying that though it varies, it might be weak or strong. You said the faith in and of itself, not as if is, I, I don't know if I'm quoting you right, not as if is weak or stronger, but it's based on our personality. I'm just trying to picture it. Yes. How, 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 I'm, Let me I'm still give it. When Jesus now called them, O ye of, said, o ye of little faith, do you think he's saying that the deposit of faith in them adds faith? Okay, what makes that faith little? Is it the faith or them? 
what is the efficient, efficient cause of the littleness of, of faith in the lives of believers? Who wants to respond to a question? Yes, no, sir. Sorry, brother, no, sir. The, the doubt that the natural man carries within himself. The doubt that the natural man carries doubt. within himself. So the efficient cause of the weakness is or the littleness of faith in the life of belief birth from the recipient. That's the point I'm making. Anybody want to add to that? Because God, there's, there's no shades of faith with God that he sends, in, that he dispenses into the hearts of believers and then it's okay. It's, you know, how many of you are, how many of you are civil service? You have step level six, step, I don't know, I'm missing, level six and, uh, yes, you have degrees, the uh, levels. Or you are student, yeah, uh, first class, second class, uh, third class, and then what again? Let my people go. So, uh, no, there's no first class faith. If this brother is strong in faith and is exercising unusual and definite, definitively strong faith, it is not that God favored him and granted him first class faith on the basis of anything. And if another sister is not growing, you know, I. I I don't want to start saying something that people say I'm, I'm revealing what they told me. They're not growing. You know what it means to grow as Christians. And then, uh, it's not that God gave them third class. At the entry point, when you become a Christian, faith is applied. Faith was a gift that was given to you. Is it before the generation, after the generation? When was faith given to you? Was it after regeneration or before regeneration? If you, if, you, if you believe after, raise your hand. After regeneration, if you believe it's before, raise your hand. When also, okay, you believe what? Before or after? After. Why do, why do you think it's after? But if, because if faith... This thing I've just mentioned now, there are volumes of books out there. Faith precedes regeneration, or faith comes after regeneration. We believe faith comes after regeneration because if faith is a gift, if you give that faith to a dead person, uh, no activity will be expected to happen. Okay? The Holy Spirit quickens you, and then like a domino effect, not chronological timing. The moment there's a quickening of the Holy Ghost of the elect, same faith is given almost simultaneously. And that hand is what we receive the gift of Christ with. So at the entry point, for instance, maybe this analogy is weak, but let's try. When you get to the University of Abuja, all of us get got a university, regardless of your pursuing me score, admissions admission, isn't it? Two of us, so us help me. Admission is admission, isn't it? So when you get to your department of computer science, all of you came there. I don't think all of you got the same score. But having been admitted, all of you came to that school and got matriculated on, yeah? On what? On the level branch, same platform. The first day you were matriculated into university, you're on the same level. But what happened the day after that now? <laughs> like, some persons begin to take their study very seriously from the one in the university because their eyes is on their First class. And some, for the next one month, are making friends and say, I've gotten rid of my parents, so <laughs> my parents were terrible <laughs> for the very first time. 
attend all the welcome party, attend this, start even experimenting cigar, and then, and then first semester result comes out, five carryover. Say, no, 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 ah, five carryover. And then they start sitting up. Some will begin to sit up after second semester or through the level. Or some at, at three the level, they say, see, it's fine enough. It does on them that for the level, there's no, there's no first semester. After first semester, for, there's, no, there's no five the level first semester. So I'm going to pay for the whole year again. Then they sit up. So at the level of coming to Christ, all of us were given the gift of saving faith. It's effectual. To whoever it is applied, saving faith is effectual. It's effectual. But from the point you become a believer, the due exercise of that faith matters as to how you now grow in the hand of Christ. It doesn't mean the faith itself is weak. Okay, question or contribution? Question. The flow out of Osas. Uh, it has been before Osas. And you've been quiet. Uh, uh, what so. if you die <laughs> without asking this question? Huh? <laughs> so it's just, just a point of view, though. I don't know. So I want us to point of view, yeah? think about it. Yeah, because does it necessarily have to, have to do with saving faith? Right? Is it that at every instance we see faith in Scripture? We should just associate with the saving faith. Are no. we to say that when Jesus was telling them, "Ye of little faith," he was referring to saving faith, or was he referring to the fact that at that present time, they were expressing lack of trust in something that he has said? For example, Thomas, who has already been saved, doubting the fact that Jesus has been raised, so, something like that. So must it be saving faith in different degrees, or that as Christians, at times where we 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 exercise or we show lack of trust in certain things in time. It doesn't have to do with our saving faith here now. It's, it's just like we don't really flow as every other person flows. Right? Does it have to do with saving faith in and of itself? Must it be saving faith? That's the question. I don't think Matthew 6 deals saving faith. I agree with you totally. But the framework of the confession are looking for proof text. And they're looking for an idea because they begins with Matthew and then they build it up with Hebrews, Romans, and even James, where it is more clear about the idea of saving faith comes out. But when Christ said, O ye of little faith, okay. And when he now said, uh, I've never seen a faith like this in Israel, and this man has a lot of faith. I don't think that, that man that said, don't come to my house. I am a man under authority. I, I speak to this one to go, it goes and come, but just speak a word. And my son, uh, or my daughter shall be healed. And Christ said, oh, I've never seen a faith like this in Israel. I don't even think that man is saved. I don't even think that man is having, talking about saving faith there. He's talking about the man actually look at Christ and he trusts that he can do, he can heal his, okay? Because <laughs> every one of us have faith in in things, isn't it? I give an example of faith, like cheer. We, we do have faith. That's why we are making a distinction between saving faith and every other thing out there. Is that clear? Yeah. Like faith in this administration cannot be, cannot be saved. That kind of idea. Yeah? I have faith that this man, looking at what he did in Lagos, he can help. Why are you guys smiling? Looking at the record. Uh, or he can be a witness. He's from, she's from there. He can do something marvelous. So that's faith. But that's not saving faith. Brother DJ. Question or contribution? Question. Good evening, sir. You know, you are the one that began to open up the saving faith. Thing. You should be standing here. You, know, you should be standing here by my left hand. Ben, we ask your question. Okay, sir. So, well, when you were preaching, you said uh, when today? Yes, now I was never. Pre I have not been preaching. Uh, uh, teaching. Okay. <laughs> Talking. <laughs> Talking. Yes. <laughs> that we have the uh, human beings. We have different temperaments, mm -hmm. and although the faith is the same, 
that is given from God is the same. Depending on the recipient and how he works it out, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and how he works it out. Yeah. So it will vary in the degrees of growth in time. Is it really hinged on just the temperament of that person? There are, very, there, there are different variables that I've mentioned. But temperament matters. For instance, are you done with your question? Uh, yes, I, I know. Like, like I mean, I, I, and I'm, I think I'm quoting Eliezer now. Not Eliezer, I'm quoting myself and, and the confessions and, and fathers. There is a positional sanctification, isn't it? That happened as a direct consequence of your justification. If that positional sanctification is not in existence, there is no ground for the progressive sanctification to happen. And I've mentioned that, but Eliezer has mentioned that, so I was proud, that the progressive sanctification is synergistic. Justification and the positional sanctification are monogistic, it's the work of one. That is a cooperation that is required for the ongoing work of faith in our discipleship, in our following Christ. You must cooperate with the Holy Spirit. That's why you are one not to quench the Holy Spirit, not to frustrate his work. God has work, work in your hearts. You must work it out with fear and trembling. So depending on your capacity, Deji, you want him to help you? Okay. You are listening. See how this thing works. The struggle I had earlier when I began, I don't want to say when I became reformed, when I began to use my head for the first time as a Christian was that the quality of, sac of secular education that I have received before that time was not sufficient to understand categories. So I'm reading the book. I'm looking for the catching phrase that as a capsule to, to stand, to build something on. I'm not looking at this book as a whole, as, as a unit. And I said, okay, this is Arthur writing on holiness of God. Okay? And then, so you'll be all over the place. In fact, even your, if, I mean, if you went to KSU and you, you went to Lasso or Unilag or UI, it does have effect. Because when you pick up the word of God and then you're looking at chapters and phrase and syntaxes, and this is the, the food that's, let me give you an example of Martin Luther. It, is, it's, it's at a, it was when Martin Luther might have become well taught in school, and he was making some translation from, uh, Elias helped me from where? I think he was working on a Latin, from Greek to Latin, Romance. And he was looking at Erasmus, Erasmus translation of the New Testament, and he was making, that's when he came to the idea of just, justification by faith alone in Christ Jesus. And he was able to pinpoint that repentance is not, it is not penance, it's metanoia. In Erasmus translation of the New Testament, he used, he said, penitate agite. That is the Latin. That is if, if that is do penance as a contrast to well, just repent. So it was Luther that pointed out that it is, it is metanoia and not penitate. You can see how the scholarship comes through in helping him to mature in his understanding of justification. So even your education, even your, your, your temperament, your capacity, your brain capacity comes to bear in how you grow as a Christian. Trust me, it does. 
It does. But nevertheless, another seller at Maraba Market who has been saved, and all he knows is that God has saved me. God has saved me. I'm a believer. I hate sin. I go to church. I go heaven. He's saved. Nevertheless, he's saved. Cannot pray for 10 hours, but all he can say, oh God, have mercy on me. <laughs> a sinner is saved, nevertheless. But you that can just dig it down, covered. You're also saved. It's just that you are stronger. Some of us grew up in pastor's house, some of a pastor's kid. What some of you are learning now, we heard it from the womb. So such persons grow more, you, you, don't, you don't expect, I'm talking about those who grew up in a good pastor's house. Because some of us have parents that are ignorant <laughs> as the congregation themselves. But if you grew up in a very clever pastor's house, you are exposed to a lot of things. I, I, I was in the pastor's house several ago. His eight-year-old had read uh, Narnia. Mm. Narnia is written by C.S. Lewis. And I've read the this trilogy. What is the name? The, yes. Ordering. At the age of eight. And she understood how these things square with biblical theology. And of course, he has even read the, uh, the Pilgrim Progress. I mean, can you imagine an eight-year-old that read Pilgrim Progress back to back? I've read The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I've read Narnia. And can square them with, with biblical theology. And it's still just eight. By the time she's 12, uh, you see. And uh, you can see. I have a 12-year-old now that has just uh, 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 has, uh, has read more books in the past one year more than myself. Trust me. Just by being around pastor's house. Any books that's lying around, she reads. Such a person, when she becomes converted, if I cross made this comment, you see, a Pharisee <laughs> who is taught in the way of faith, carries, he has it's, an, it's, it's carried two privileges. Being a Pharisee, he has been well grounded in the law of Moses, albeit wrongly. But now he's saved. When Paul became saved, the Holy Spirit does not delete all he learned at Gamaliel's faith, did he? It was a resource. This is the kind of thing we are talking about. But the faith in itself is holy, is good. It's perfect, it's complete, it's effectual. But how you oppress now in our lives as we move forward, that is the issue that the confession is dealing with. So that you too, you can trust that if my brother Abel here is not growing as he ought to grow, I, I, I'm not going to put him under the bus. I'll give him a chance to grow. So in, in this congregation, you're going to have all shades, all levels, Okay. And still, we are not speaking on higher life. Any questions? Uh, was that helpful? Yes. Huh? Yes. Any other question? Or contribution? being clear enough. Clear? Or let's allow the sleeping dog to lie. <laughs> Who is allowing sleeping dog to lie? I'm not too sure what pastor is talking about. See, as, as we close tonight, what you are saying is that if you are saved, you are saved. There's no semi-salvation. There's no quasi-salvation. There's no half safe and half not safe. There's no half human, half beast. You are saved, you are saved. Okay. And it is a great privilege that God, who is working through you, 
grants you capacity to cooperate with his spirit that is in you. So that you too rejoices and have assurance by the growth that you can measure in your life. That there is a great change since I met God. The things I used to do, I did them no more. You too can look back and look at the mileage you've covered and say, praise God, praise God, praise God. Look at it. As you war, as you fight, as you labor with the Lord, though weak, like a mustard seed, give it time. It will be an miracle. And don't look down on yourself. Don't compare yourself with uh, Eliaza or Davidari or Pastor Abu to say, when will I get to this point? Well, <laughs> when you get to heaven, the first question is not how many books you have read. Is it? Is it? The second question is not how many theologians you are following. What will be the question in heaven? What will be the question in heaven when you get to heaven? What is the key that opened the door of Zion? Are you washed in the blood? Are you a Calvinist? <laughs> no, sir. They will never ask whether you are a Catholic. Never they will ask whether you are a Baptist or are you a charismatic. Is it? Are you a believer? That seed of God is it? Is it found? There was, you know, <laughs> um, during the inauguration yesterday, one of the, one of the, you know, my ears, you no, know, the guy, somebody was amazed. The level of scanning, like, you go through. There's a vehicle placed at the entrance of Eagle Square yesterday. And whoever, that kind of scanner, these are our politicians, they are terrible. That kind of scanner you have at Heathrow, or that kind of advanced airport where all your intestines can be seen. This, it was brought down yesterday. So both the chief, the local chief, the, everybody passed through that scanner. When, when angel, whoever, scan you, like, <laughs> welcome to heaven, and then you are going through the scan. What they are looking for is the seed of God. Is he inside? Is this guy a child of God? And what that means is that it's not just by saying, I'm a child of God, I'm a child of God. And I repeat it for one million times. No. When you get to heaven, is that... While you were living on earth, is there a date, a day, when the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, came and quickened you? So you heard the voice of God from your grave, and there was a resurrection, and you came to life. And then your hands that you were stiffed before because of your, I'm talking about spiritual hands now, are open. And faith was given to you. So you now embrace the totality of the work of Christ. It is an imputation of the work of Christ. It came upon you. So you were declared in the court of heaven righteous. They want to see this record. If it is not there, if your name had not been written in the book of life, be the Bill Gates of our time. Build all the hospitals. Build all the universities. Become the Jagaban, Christian Jagaban. What? And then, the reason why this church is you are paying the bills of one million pastors. It's your name written in the book of life. Oh, I do miracles. I can accurately prophesy that Tinebu will win election, and he has won election. Thank you. It's your name written in the book of life. Because some Oboni people also prophesy that he will win. be your concern. Am I a child of God? And can this be evidenced in my life 
the way I think, the way I reason, my affection, do I love Christ? Do I love God? Do I love the church? Do I love the Bible? Do I love righteousness? Is my default now righteousness? Of course, I might be, the word assailed, being befriended by Satan, by my inward struggle. There's there's a, a, a fight. Sometimes I fall. Sometimes I rise. Sometimes I have bruises and scars. But I know for sure that I am the redeemed of the Lord. He has bought me by the precious blood of his son. And I have no delight in sin. I have no delight in unrighteousness. I have no delight in what offends God. That is what matters. Of course, reading books and all spiritual exercises build your faith. It helps your sensitivity. The more you read the Bible, the more you fast, the more you pray, the more you give alms, the more you evangelize, the more you hunger and thirst after righteousness, the more you attend to the means of grace. The Holy Communion is a delight. Everything about God is a delight. Coming to church is a delight. The, the more you delight in God, the more you become sensitive to the communion that exists between you and God through the work of the Holy Spirit. The more you will understand your union with Christ in a very functional and tangible way. But when we mess around, even though we are saved, we mess around once in a while, we excuse our weaknesses, we call our sin weakness, mistake, and then we indulge ourselves for a while. We are depleting our strength, we are depleting the spiritual resource that God has deposited in our lives. In our lives. And it's a terrible thing to walk on this earth saved and God is not happy with you. Amen. That's where uh, I pray that the Lord grants more grace, more grace to us as we journey to heaven that we follow Christ faithfully, diligently. We run after him. We hunger after him and prove that we are really saved. Heavenly Father, pray that you bless myself and my hearers today as we go home that we take these things to mind and be assured of your work in our lives that our light may shine as um, a city set on the hill as um, a lamp on the table that those who surround us may know that we are your children help us now O God we pray and bless the rest of the week in Jesus name Amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Good night, dear brothers and sisters.